I know it's all like it's all hip now. Avocado's all hip and trendy, but avocado's always been awesome. Oh, I've always loved avocado, even yeah. before I yeah. yeah. I, mean, I loved I avocado t- before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 105 for November 8th, 2017. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make Build Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Short Scott break. Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, Rory May, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, and Infinite Craftsman. So apart from, let's say, your love of avocado, what what uh, what are you guys up to? Tim, What uh, what's on your bench? Uh, what is on my bench? Well, I'm working on a salad right now. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. <laughs> So okay, uh, I, I have a I have a serious question about that. Cherry tomatoes should they be whole or do you cut them in half? Depends on how big they are. You okay, cut you them in get... half; they're a choking hazard. That's what I say because there's been times when I've bitten into a cherry tomato, oh, and it'll, it'll explodes yeah. or it'll shoot down your throat, right, or it you, squirts you, like yeah. the person across from you. I don't know, how did you live this long with all those cherry tomatoes out trying to get you? No, right. I'm just saying I'm a, I'm a slicer. But go ahead. What are you working okay. on? Great, I'm working on. <laughs> Slice and cherry tomatoes, obviously, for for your safety. <laughs> I have I have not been working on much. You know what I've been doing lately? I've been socializing. I've my I've had visitors. What? I've had visitors oh. coming to my shop lately. Uh, a lot of them. I've had. It's really been interesting. In the past uh, few months, I've had visitors from South Africa, Australia, England, all over America. Uh, it's been really neat, and uh, it's not. You know, it's not really the best business decision for making money to have to hang out in your shop and talk shop for three hours. But it's been awesome. Like I've learned and absorbed so much. I'm not going to let you interrupt me yet, Bill. And um, and I wanted to mention that my two most recent visitors that have come just since the last podcast that we recorded. I've had Doug Boyd from Artfully Rogue, and we've mentioned his his uh, channel on this podcast before. I have, and he's out in Arizona. And he's like basically a metal metal worker and other stuff, and does amazing work. And then just today, I had BR from Fieldstone Artistry. Do either of you guys follow Fieldstone Artistry on Instagram? Of course, dude. Who does it? It's amazing stuff. No, you you should be. Like, I mean, he's um, he he makes uh, a lot of live edge stuff, and it's all wood that's been locally sourced. He lives in the Catskills, um, not too far from here. Well, and he he came through. He's on his way back from a show. He had his whole rig. He had this like twenty nine foot long trailer, like full of furniture he made and stuff. And he came pulling in. We hung out for hours today. I got to see some of his work. Uh, super cool dude. He listens to the podcast, so now I'm calling you out. You better go subscribe, and he's going to know. Well, that you're not can you can you um, can you send us a private link so I, I won't forget? Or yeah, I'll think about it. So it's important as long as you don't have to do any work. Is what you're trying to say? Yeah, I mean, I just I feel like I just did so much for you. Bill. Now I wasn't trying I wasn't trying to interrupt you, but I did want to before I forgot because it happens yep. to me a lot. I wanted to ask Phil if he would. The, the way you said that, how you've had visitors all over the world come to your shop now, I don't know how to tell you this, Phil, but he's kind of a big deal. He is, he is a very big deal. He's basically new Jimmy. Uh, yeah. He's like <laughs> reclaimed Jimmy. <laughs> if you Jimmy. upcycle Jimmy, you get a sway. 
Uh, I'm definitely a downcycled version of. Yeah, Jimmy, you might get Diaz if you go the other way. I think you get. Yeah, Jimmy, no, but... it's like a genetic experiment gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's but it's been really cool, and and it's funny. Like the the, the concept of community is something that comes up a lot. Yeah. Like BRR and I were talking about today of like because it it's it's that whole thing where we all you know we've had our lives where we've never really fit in. And, uh, and he was even saying, he's like, yeah, you know, he's like, I, I like being alone in my shop, but then there's this community and, you know, trying to figure out how we relate and connect. And, uh, and I think that it's, it's neat because like, I don't know if I would have had the courage to call up some guy that I watched his videos on YouTube and be like, can I, can I swing by your shop while I'm driving through? And I, and so I, and I'm like, I just, I love that. I just think that's so cool because I don't, I don't think I would have met all these, I meet all these people now from like literally like all over the world that I have more in common with than all the people I went to high school with and like all these people I know in my my regular life and my past life and yeah. and all this stuff it's just it's just so freaking cool yeah. and I just get really excited uh, it wasn't that long ago where there's no way I could have ever even imagined doing that and now I would have no problem of if I was traveling calling somebody or you're a great example Mr. Lutz because you are so you were so yeah. introverted and are still in your own <laughs> I don't know why everybody laughs when that that gets yeah. gets out there. But yeah, I mean, having having the community. I'll spell it out. <laughs> so, th- what did you say his name was? B R. Yeah, he, he goes by B. Period R. Okay. Period. I'm, I'm imagining. Phil, keep an eye on the time because you. This is not horrible for you to beep, but you're talking about community. It reminded me, and you said BR. Back in the day when I was young, I had a Firebird and I had a CB radio because Smokey and the Bandit was cool, right? And there's, yeah, yeah, there was actually a community, and one of my friends that I used to party with, his name was BR, but it stood for broke. I just. Yep. I'm not beeping that because it could mean a whole bunch of different things. Well, you're okay. talking about Firebird, so I had pictured it as a blowout from doing burnout sound. Oh, no, well, he didn't that. have a Firebird. I had the Firebird. But his hand, my handle was fly. His handle was uh, Make sure you beep that fly stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that would be hysterical. Just, <laughs> just keep beeping out the part that's like the most innocuous. Anyway. All the it's and those. <laughs> oh, I, Tim, I was going to ask you, um, Phil, what are you working on? <laughs> the old the old red herring switcheroo the oldest trick in the book um i got one of those rush orders you know that are very expensive for a whiskey box i've been working on that i just released a video on uh well my first cnc video on how to make a bandsaw insert out of plate aluminum mm. so that was it's fun awesome yeah, by the way seriously yeah, good job i enjoyed yeah. that did okay. you, you you didn't mention it in the video, but I wanted to ask you uh, because there's like there's that little sort of half circle on the side. Did you just file that out? I I used the bandsaw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I did I marked it. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, is when I went to do I because I did do it in the original drawing, but and I don't know the the tool was bigger than the little yep. mark that I made. That's so why I was refused asking. to do it. Yeah, oh. it, it'll just. Because of the the curve of the cut, it'll just go right past. That's why I asked how you did it. Because yeah. I I, w- I just replaced on my bandsaw. I just replaced the plate. Yeah. And um, I I had a piece of d- uh, wooden door skin that was like exactly the right thickness. Yeah. And so I just I just manually by hand cut it out of that and popped it on. And I you know because of that little notch because I looked at that little notch and I said I don't want to go busting out my little fine expensive bit to cut this out of aluminum. Yeah. You know I was like I'm just gonna cut one out of wood real quick and deal with it later. So that was, that was my big question. I had a 16-inch 16, 16 
in sixteenth inch bit, can, but I mangled it. Are you serious? Like you are you seriously saying, saying that you mangled the sixteenth bit? Seriously, yeah, yeah. You know when I did the voiceover for the video, there was like seven attempts. By the way, seven <laughs> attempts to say that properly. Sixteenth yeah. inch, sixteenth of an inch. Yeah, I should have gone that way. Didn't. But uh, yeah, so I had three really good bits that this that Harvey Tool sent me, and I now have two. It's real easy to break the little ones. Really well, easy. I did too much of a plunge, right? So thinking steps again, right? So I did mm. aluminum for the first time, and I was just thinking wood. I was like, oh, I could get away with four steps for this. I should have done eight right off yeah. the bat, and that's what. So that's what happened. Like I know, I but too much, yeah. and it couldn't. It couldn't. I haven't. Cut I haven't cut aluminum with mine yet. Um, I did brass on yours, the the the, the piranha that you have. Yeah, uh, I made that brass coin, and I did Vance's face in it, but it was like a 3D carve, so it was like all just like really super light, small passes. Okay, um, I haven't actually like cut any metal out yet uh, with either machine. My One of my plans is, is to twice build, as much as wood. Yeah, like literally. Yeah, you want to just cut it all and slow it down, you know? Yeah. But because uh, one of the things I want to do is make my own guitar hardware out of aluminum on it, you know, like bridges and stuff. Huh. But Do you I know the, I just haven't gotten there yet. Are you thinking about the kind of aluminum? Uh, the uh, the kind that's not steel. <laughs> you know, what do you like, mean? Like steel. Aluminum has many grades. grades. Yeah. Many yeah. many grades. Like you probably for like hardware, like you probably want like sixty sixty one or something. That's yeah. I don't know enough about it to. So I just have a piece. That I, I dug out of a dumpster. Just just you so you, <laughs> you know what I mean. That's like, that's what I was gonna say for you. I don't think. Yeah. There's there's not no, enough tension to... and pressure on guitars, although I know basses have a lot more. Uh, I don't think you need to worry about having aircraft certified aluminum stuff for a bridge. Yeah. No, is that I was at my. The although steel I don't place know, I, if, I don't know if aluminum would make a good bridge. No, it would. It would. I I, I have I have my reasons to believe that it would. But you know, why don't you? What tell a great us argument. Which... That is a great argument. Hey, yeah. I don't think that's a good idea. I have my reasons. No, and I, I trust his instinct. I just I'm just what? trying to think of of what no, a bridge I have, I have does. My reasons I don't feel like getting into here because it's you know. But I mean, you know, you're the guy that just dropped a bunch of springs in a cigar box. So why don't you tell me? No, no, no. And, and again, I that came out so that came out so wrong. Yeah. I'm just trying to comprehend how because my what I know about aluminum, it would seem like it would muffle. I don't know why. It would seem like it would muffle the noise because the, the bridge is actually transferring the vibration of the spring to the body of the guitar. Vibrations get transferred very well through aluminum. It doesn't okay. muffle. I, I don't it's know. Worse I have than that steel. Yeah. I never, you know, I I would have. I have that aluminum double bass that I've been, been playing for about yeah. ten years, and uh, and the whole thing is aluminum. Well, the neck is wood and the bridge is wood, but then the whole entire body is aluminum. And the the aluminum has impressed the hell out of me for its ability to transfer sound. Enough to where I'm like, I believe it. I, I believe it. I mean, it does have its downs. It, it lacks I'm looking. At, I'm looking at the below spinner I have here, and it's made out of aluminum. Yeah. And uh, for some reason, I just didn't think. But I'm thinking in my head, brass would probably make a killer bridge. And it's probably uh, the opposite. That would, you know. And and I should say that when I say bridge, I really mean tailpiece, the part that holds the. That's not a bridge. The bridge would probably still. Well, the, I would. You on a bass guitar, it's one piece. The bridge and the tail piece are well. On some guitars, it's that way too. So you're, not, it's not. It's not actually yeah. okay. I, I see what you're saying. 
Right. And so what I would probably do is uh, the, the idea would be to machine the part that holds the strings and the plate out of aluminum. And then I'm not quite sure yet what I would put the actual string bridge, what that would be yet, whether I'd use wood or aluminum. I, I've done it in the past. I made a guitar. I made my own bridge. One of those type? The, the, you also like want that? To, you want to be able to intonate it with a spring right. so it goes back and forth and stuff. And I did one by hand. I had a steel plate. You actually spotted it back years ago. Uh, that was might have been when we started talking privately. Uh, and private messages on Facebook because I put up a picture of this whole guitar bridge and you were like, hey, that looks like one of those guitar string thingies. And I was like, anybody guess what this is? And you guessed correctly. And told so me I to shut you. up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <out> <laughs> we're boring the hell out of Phil That's right now. That's where it all now. started. Yeah. Yeah, I know. What? Okay, uh, oh, Phil. I for, you know what? I forgot. Did you... Anyways, what yeah, else that. am I working on? What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was your turn. <laughs> you lunatics. Um... <laughs> I'm trying to remember. You what said a else? super expensive know, whiskey stuff, box. Yeah. What else? Yep. I put out the video, and somebody had asked me for an update on Iron and Soul, and there, there currently isn't really an update to give. I will say this: if I'm not able to ship out the tools by the end of year, the end of the year, then I will uh, likely just refund everyone their money. This is it's been of a bit of a challenge working with this international company to get the distributorship and we're haggling over the last few bits of the contract. And at the same time, I'm working on some big box stores here in Canada. So it's, uh, it's not as easy as it looks folks. Let me ask you this. Have you gotten anybody, even one person who said, Hey, what the hell? Yeah, but they're not community people. No, no, no. Okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. As far as the community goes, don't worry about it, man. We didn't, I didn't do any of, I didn't get a saw to, to worry about getting it now. Okay. I, know, I, know, I appreciate that. Fine. I'm just going to throw it away. Yeah. So there. Well, I mean, I haven't used my square. <laughs> my square is up on the wall as a prized possession, like my Duresta push stick. It's not, you haven't used you know, that yet? No. It's, pretty, it's pretty useful. I like watching you use it. Yeah. I use it all the time. Mine's up I, on I the wall, noticed but that. I, I do use my Duresta ice pick. I don't even use that. My Duresta ice pick is hanging up there, too, because I've got like 18 other ice picks in my toolbox. I d- so. Yeah, I default to my just mark the time. <laughs> fifteen, fifteen. Yeah. Easy to remember. To fifteen, fifteen. <laughs> uh, I default to the, the to my you know my just my junk drawer uh, picks for the most part, but I keep the address of one you know hanging on the wall. It's, for my, special it's my only reasons. one. It's my only one. I use it to mark holes. Mm. That's you a good use this, for you can an ice square pick. to do that. Yeah, I just you know that's where the drill square, bit's going to start. Square does that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm seriously. I, I mean, I know that. I'm curious though. Like, I use mine all the time. I like it's. I grab it like. I haven't had to lay anything out yet, to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, I'm, and, and so I'll I be just... honest. For me, it's just because it's a new thing. I've been using flat right. rulers for a hundred years and other ways of laying stuff out, and that makes too much sense. And it looks like it would work way too well for me to incorporate it. Uh, it's, it's been interesting because I, you know, I want people to not, I don't want it to be a wall hanger. That's, that's a nice save. It was cute. Uh, I don't want it to be a wall hanger. Like I want people to use it. And, and I, and I get really excited when I see people using it and they share pictures of them like, Oh, Hey, I use it to scrape the glue out of this corner and this and that. It's like, Oh, that's awesome. Like that's perfect. You know, I really, I really dig that. And, and I like seeing what other people come up with because I have the things I'm doing with it. Like I just, just the other day, I just finished a coffee table last week and I had to make, um, I put the adjustable little padded felt feet that you buy, you know? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so you have to drill a hole in 11, 30 seconds hole to pop the, the insert in and then you screw the foot in. So I had the table upside down. I grabbed my square. I marked the X. I used the tip to mark the point. Then I drill and I put it in. So I use like one tool like to do the entire step. And, you know, I just like, uh, totally. I eyeball it. Yeah. I, I feel like it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just do. <laughs> I used to. I used to. You should invent the squy ball. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Sway ball? I don't know. Is it still your turn, Phil? I don't know. Just do your thing. Who's next? I already though? did my thing. All right. Uh, Bill, what do you, what do you want? Oh. So I, I am excited and proud to say that I finished my latest cigar box guitar build, which is the, I'm calling it the Canadian Express. Um, it will be forthwithly going to Canada and just one time for the listening audience. I think it sounds beautiful and I'm excited. It's an acoustic guitar. Uh, three-string cigar box guitar, and it's it'll be on its way to Mr. Phil Pinsky, who some of you may have heard of. And uh, so no one's heard of that guy. No, I filmed it. I will be editing it. That's what I'm working on. And you know what? I I mean I I I got Tim's bass. I I want to build next, but I think my next build video I might make a bench, a shop bench. I have. Oh, cool! That's I, gonna get views, man. I, I guess so. Yeah. That's not why. I mean, I've almost almost every bench I've ever owned, I've scra- scra- scavenged, scrounged, right? I mean, right. it's come out of a dumpster or something. The, the one I have now, I pulled, it was twice as long as it is now, and I pulled it out of a dumpster, brought it home. After a while, I cut it in half because it was too big. Um, but I might build a bench. I just, I, I think I have an idea to make it maybe a little bit more tailored to my garage and... And uh, maybe I'll do that. What kind of what kind of features would you put on this bench that isn't just like a regular table? A flat top. All right. Mm. Is that the whole thing? That's unique. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. It's just just the size, uh, the height, nice. um, and then obviously I've fallen in love with my uh, the vice that Andrew Aragon gave me the yeah. quick release yeah. woodworker's oh, vice. Nice. I do. Uh, Ten bucks. Yeah, I I. He gave me, it's an old, it's a vintage craftsman and it, it's that technology. And I've used one in the past before, but I've never had one. And I had that one for months before I actually cut out a notch in my table to be able to mount it up in there. I love it. I absolutely love it. I mean, you can use it for everything. I mean, I I love that. So I will incorporate that. Uh, it's got the original plywood uh, panels that it had on there, which most of them have like you know some Chop, kind yeah. of wood panels yeah. for the for the thing. But because it's soft, it grips everything. I put metal in there when yeah. I'm grinding. I put wood in there. You just don't worry about it. If you tear it up, it doesn't matter. I'll put it in a couple That's new cool, pieces. Yeah. You know, I clamp in but, my yeah, so, wood my metalworking vice into that woodworking vice. Mm. Right. I, I do that now too with with the, my metal one that has right. that step thing on it. I that's yeah. where it goes because it fits perfect. It's like boom, solid to the table. Yeah. I love that quick release vice. So anyway, maybe a bench, maybe, and I'll probably. I don't know if I'm going to film the. I think I am going to film the uh, the base, but it's not going to be a base base. It's going to be a hybrid. What does that mean? Because I don't know, but I know it's not going to be. I already know that if I try and make Tim Sway a base, I will fail, right? Because he's like the guy, the base guy. So if I call it a hybrid and it's not anatomically correct. Tim can say, but it's not a real base. If, if I have, it's a hybrid. If I have any say in this whatsoever, which don't I'm make sure him a base, you don't. But go ahead. Which I'm sure I don't. Uh, I would say what would what would speak to me would be for you to be as out of the box and as creative as possible with it, whether it's in design or whether it's in playability and even the actual physical function of it. Force me to figure out how to play it. 
You know what I mean? Like, because that's going to make me think about music in a different way, which is very exciting to me. Well, it's like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's the only thing that's going to be normal on it is the scale, uh, a Stratocaster 30 inch as opposed to a 34. Cause yeah. Yeah. Cause it's a cigar box. Yeah. So other than that, um, yeah, I just, I, I think instead of, yeah, it's just going to be a little bit different. It's just going to be a little bit different of a, a, a hybrid base. Okay. Um, and awesome. I'm going to call it the, the B-A-S-E base, too. <laughs> base base? Yeah. Yeah. The base base. Base base. It's a hybrid base, because if you don't like it, you can always use it as a wedge for your table that rocks a little bit. That'd be a really yeah. mean application for something that had so much work for <laughs> I know. Let me like three, just put three this piece of, on. piece of garbage under my yeah. table here. Yeah. Oh, this is, this is wobbly. I think <laughs> I found a use for it. <laughs> Normally, you, I use sugar you, packets. You guys may not have noticed, but me personally, being on this podcast, uh, I kind of have to have some thick skin. So, (laughs) (laughs) interesting, interesting perspective. Uh, So this week's topic is uh, is called the schlep, and and as we had this sort of this conversation to flesh out what that means to each of us, as far as what we'd bring to it for a topic. I realize that we all sort of are coming at it a little bit differently. Like mm-hmm. Bill's physically talking about logistics of how to get things home. Just for everybody who doesn't know, schlep is a Yiddish word that means like move something heavy somewhere else. Huh, but it also, labor. It, yeah. Yeah. But it also sort of means like doing something you don't really want to be doing. like Drudgery. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Drudgery. That could be it too, for sure. The drudge. Right. So... So that's sort of Bill's perspective, and I don't want to talk for Bill, but, you know, like the physical logistics of getting something home, where I was thinking of it as sort of exactly that, the drudgery, like the worst parts of a job that you don't really want to be doing. So I I think it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I have no thoughts at all, so I'm just going to listen to you. And Tim's thoughts are uh, that he has none. They're unequivocally about salad. So when he thinks schlepping, it's salad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But you don't win friends with salad. No. Just couldn't resist, huh? Nope. No, I could not. It's one of my favorite lines. <clears throat> so, Bill, why don't you expound upon your uh, your your point about how to get things home when you when you only have you know the soul of a Kia well, to get them home? Uh, it's not only getting <laughs> things home. To me, it's 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 how can you physically move things when you don't have a truck. Uh, and this this idea came to me because I, I said last week I visited uh, an artist, a local artist here to the Bay Area, Sean Thorzen, who makes um, big things. He makes giant props like the the robot fighter guys from Star Wars and these giant, you know, these huge things. And the guy drives a Mazda MX-5. You know, and I'm like, it's a two-seater car. Which one is that one? It's like It's like. Oh, the Miata. Yeah. It's, but it's. Uh, but anyway, so he's got this trailer. That he's, he loads up like a U-Haul trailer that he was showing it, pulling stuff out of it, saying, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, how do you move this? He's all, well, I just, you know, I've either, I can trade, I, you know, I can, I can trade product for using somebody's truck or you rent a truck. I mean, so it's, what different ways, especially if you don't have a truck, can you use to get something from point A to point B? If you buy something off of Craigslist, uh, you know, like a table saw and you have a Kia Soul, how is that going to fit in the back? Um, if you build somebody a armoire, how are you going to get it to their house? So all these, to me, that's what schlepping is. It's like, 
I've had to be kind of creative and it's also allowed me to not bring home as much stuff on a daily basis that I used to when I had my truck. Mm. So, but an idea I have is, is actually making a trailer cause you can buy a carcass of a trailer at Harbor Freight for like 250 bucks. And it's four what? by, yeah, it's like four by eight and it's just a steel frame. And then you can build up. So my idea would be in a street legal. My idea would be, to build a platform enough on it. Because again, I'm just thinking about, about building maybe one thing for the salon that won't quite fit in the back of the Kia or the top of the Kia. Cause I have the rack on there, but if I had a small four by eight trailer and I put it like a little, you know, trailer hitch on my Kia, a trailer would solve my problem for 99% of what I need to use a truck for. It would fit one table saw. It would fit a dresser. It would fit three or four pallets. If I was, you know, making a project. So mm. that may be a future video build for me. So I've thought about getting a trailer because I would love to be able to bring home full sheet goods. Right, exactly. Where, where, where do you put the trailer when you're not using it? Now, That's here's sort of this. Conundrum. This is the fun thing about the Harbor Freight one, and I don't care for advertising form. It folds in half. So it folds in half. It's a very light duty trailer. It's a very it's so it's yeah it's not something that like again you're gonna haul like your table you know, saw kind of pushing five it. yards of gravel like in your it. Table saws even pushing it with that trailer. No no no, it's rated for like twelve hundred pounds or something oh. like that on the on the axles. I mean it's so if you wanted to get you know ten or twelve pieces of of half inch plywood, it would work for that. Yeah. A dresser, it would work for that. If you're gonna move across country, no, right? You know, I feel like it's so unfair that you guys have Harbor Freight. We we do not. The cheapest trailer I think you could buy new is like $1,000 here. I bet you that the one that Harbor Freight sells is available in Canada somewhere. Maybe. But they, and it, they're, they're, they're super cheap. And like I said, once you build the sides up on it or whatever, you can't fold. But as it is, you buy it. It comes in a box, basically. Really? Yeah, you have to With wheels. It, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you assemble the wheels. it yourself. Yeah, you assemble it, but it, but even when it's undone, you can you can make it hinge so it's just a flat bed without putting sides on it, and it will fold in half and stand up in your garage or on the side of your house. Crazy! Do you have to plate it? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But I would just use I would use uh, plywood and maybe uh, no, 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 a I mean, giant a, piano, a license plate. Oh it? yes, yes, yes. In, in California, I know you do. I don't yeah. know about the rest of the country, but okay, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Because I have been thinking about that. Because I would love to just be able to bring home full sheets rather than either paying the goober to, to cut them. And it's not even and paying they, And they the, never cut them right. It's not even that. It's waiting for him. It's like, where are you? I want to leave. Yeah, you know, I know. Some of the, could, you, could you page Steve? There's somebody who wants yeah. to cut. Oh, There's only okay. one guy in the whole place that can use that panel saw. I know. And well, I'm going to tell you right now. When you need to use a panel saw, no matter what big box store you are in. Yeah. Because normally when you look for somebody, you can't find anybody wearing an apron. Yeah. Right? But when you want to use a panel saw, there's 50 people wearing an apron, but none of them are actually qualified to run the saw. Because it does – you have to be trained on it because they have a special code to punch it in to make it turn on and off. Yeah. It's like, hey, can't you just cut this? I can't run that saw. I really? How about trying to figure it out yourself? Guys? Someone would come running. <laughs> well, I try and watch. I try and watch yeah. when they punch the code in, but they're pretty secretive about that because if if I would, I would I'd be yeah. using that saw myself. I would not. I would not do that. Right, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, they exactly. would come and say, "Hey, you can't use that." Oh, my bad. Oh, but I've been trained. <laughs> Steve trained me. Yeah. So, in this vein, before we move on, what? 
what else can you do with the vehicle that's not a truck that you have to put something kind of dirty or icky in? Like if you found it, you know, maybe on a snowy Here's what day. I've always done. Here's what I've always done. I always find, buy some or find some uh, crappy carpet to use as a liner for my either my trunk or if it's big enough, like with the seats folded down, that'll last the whole way there. And whatever it is that I need to move, because I did move, I moved basically a cabinet saw um, in my in my compact SUV. Right. And the way to do that was to take the whole thing apart, you know, piece for piece. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how I got it home. Now, the I keep in uh, – I think I mentioned this last week, but I keep uh, – uh, it's like the, the mats that are at the front entrance of a store or something. They're rubber on the bottom, carpet on the top. Oh, yeah. I keep that in the back of my car with the seats folded down, carpet up for Danny because that way she has some traction. But if I pick up something that's kind of ooh on the side of the road, I flip it over to the rubber side so that way it doesn't leak through if it's, you know, something ew. You know, grease or mm-hmm. water or whatever. So that's a trick too. Is a little get one of those rubber mat, carpeted rubber mat type things that will fit in the back of your car. That that's a good one because it's got the two sides. So if yeah. one side gets all yuck, it's not like the quote family side right. when exactly. everybody else is trying to use that. I, I've had and if, I don't have to worry about this stuff anymore because I drive a pickup truck now. But I've had you know I used to always drive station wagons and stuff like that and. And uh, I've had in a couple of them, they, they make these, and you can buy them online. You can look up your year making model, and they make these molded yes. r- uh, mats that fit in. They have like a one inch lip around all the edges. Yeah. And those have been lifesavers for me on several occasions. And I've always been loading stuff in and out of cars because I was, you know, music gear or whatever. Uh, there's always been stuff going in and out. And uh, that little lip has helped a lot with. I remember one time we were bringing a transmission yep. back, and, you know, and it was like, oh, no, it's it's clean. It's clean. Just throw it in there. And it wasn't clean. <laughs> You know, now, I was I was right. going to get one of those when I had my Bronco, um, but they're kind of pricey. Yeah. Yes, but I are. would absolutely have to have one. I think where you live, where both of you live, with the the weather, with the snow in the wintertime. Yeah, even just that's, throwing your boots I, back there. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Yeah, that's an adjustment when I decide to move. That's going to be something I have to think about is uh, how do Wait. I get in and out of the car without it getting winter destroyed. Mats. You need winter mats. Yeah. And yeah. when you get a new car, you make them toss it in as part of the lease or the purchase. Yeah. No, yeah, <laughs> seriously. That yeah, that's, they sell them. When I retire, it. I will be poor. I won't be getting a new car ever again. Well, then get some Kia Soul winter mats. They make them. And yeah. they're they're worth the investment because otherwise your car just looks like garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you have to have yeah. winter mats. Either get yeah. them at like – I was about to say Canadian Tire, but you guys don't have that. Uh mm. You know, where's the? I guess get them a Galena tire. Get in, get them a Galena tire. <laughs> yeah, they make generics. Obviously, they make generics. That yeah, yeah. Fit. No, I've looked oh, at them not, online. Not too bad. Yeah, but yeah, for you the, can find them that that will fit like a hundred cars. In the same yeah. Class well, I mean, even almost, even even um, yeah, I was gonna say even the big box stores sell generic rubber molded mats that don't fit in the back. In the discount stores, you can find them like the uh, Ocean State Job Lot. I don't. Know or you can you can look for a used rubber carpeted. Matt, like I did, because mine I actually scrounged uh, from a thrift store. Mm. So yeah, you could do that. Now, it doesn't have the lip, but again, you can build a like build a small plywood box or something that fits in the back. Put that carpet in it. Now it's waterproof. If you had to carry something or whatever. So oh, you're talking you about the trunk. Not, I was talking under the drivers, like the pedals. Yeah, stuff. where you drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, those for the don't build nothing too, for that. Yeah, no. Yeah. The um, you know, the other thing talking about that is like, not only do you want to protect your car when you're picking up junk, but also you're making deliveries and you want to protect the the product that you're delivering as you're shoving into the back of your car to get it there. So that's the other thing, like you know, extra shipping blankets and and having those mats that you can pull up over the hitch 
Like, that's always the thing. Like, you know, where the tailgate on your Kia latches, there's that little metal thing sticking out. Or where the seat folds down, there's that little metal thing on the side. Mm. All that stuff, is, it'll find a way to just grab that coffee table you're trying to deliver. Yep. And, and, you know, my minivan has these two little metal things that pop out that hold the seats when I when I use that. And, uh, oh, yeah. So, you know, so that's like, you know, throwing shipping blankets and, you know, even just use cardboard. I save a lot of big sheets of cardboard for a lot of things. And one of them is just to put against the sides of my car to protect the product that I'm delivering. Because if you spend all that time making it and it gets nicked up on the schlep, you know, it's kind of a good, kind good, of a painful Good you see it there. Um, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I worked really hard on that. <laughs> I was wondering why you were being so quiet before. I was just trying to think of one way I could slip that into a sentence. You know, it's funny for a guy that didn't have anything to say, he hasn't stopped talking. Yeah. I just Did I just say that? Me, of all people? Yeah, I know. What's, his, oh, the, what's, what's all kettle. this glass falling around after, <laughs> after Bill threw that stone? <laughs> all right, so we talked about the hauling, the physical schlepping. What were you talking about, Phil? I was talking about the worst parts of the job that you don't really want to be doing. Like, I don't know, for example, like for me, the schlep of making these whiskey boxes is the staining. I hate doing the staining. And and it's the parts that always have to make me slow down. Or when I get to the end and it, I have to ship this thing out tomorrow and I realize, oh, hey, I don't have any hinges. I have to go either buy them tonight. Oh, look at that. It's oh, the you know the, it's closed or I've got to go first thing tomorrow morning so that I can install hinges on this thing before I ship it out before work. Now, what what so kind like of hinges are they? But just They actually I use these um I use these cabinet hinges. So I, Okay, so this is what I was going to say. In a other. pinch, in a pinch, you can just rob some cabinet hinges off your house. Yeah, no. The thing is, is like people have seen what this is. So you're just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they, you could you they, could also buy two the next time you buy, buy once fi- you. Also I buy them five at a time. Yeah, but then I forget okay. that I'm I'm out. Uh, five yeah. sets or five hinges? Because that sounds weird. Yeah, no five <laughs> sets. Okay. You, you know the you know the um the yellow map gas. Yep. Uh, you know propane tank whatever. Yep. Uh, whenever I empty one. I, I buy another one, but I'm always one ahead. You know what I mean? I'm so five I always, ahead, I, and I've run out. Well, you're you're doing something wrong, son. Clearly. <laughs> you're not Actually, five ahead. One you're time, running out. One time, I bought five sets, and I swear to God, there is five sets somewhere in my garage because oh, yeah, I have no too, idea yeah. where they are. Yeah, I, I, have, and I, I have that I problem. I just bought five. What the? Zip no. Ties. I bought zip ties three times in like two months. <laughs> Like, uh, you know, and, I, and I, I still don't know where any of them are. That that is a schlep because then you got to go back to the store. And you're like, I was just here, or like when you bought the wrong size bolt because you you know, and they're thirty mm. cents. You know what I mean? But it costs more gas to like leave the parking lot. You know what? I'll just I'll just buy them again just in case. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, know you know, we've talked about that before. The the cost of not only fuel, but what does it cost? the planet and everything else when you have to make so many trips what are you doing to your car maintenance wise to the you know footprint all that good stuff that that would be your area tim you're welcome go pi r squared (laughs) that's a very simple pi r squared is the area of a circle yes i think i yeah you you (laughs) can't sound smart and not know what you're talking about that's my job Oh, I'll <laughs> tell you all three of our jobs. <laughs> you know what? To solve that problem with with my car, you know, causing all that to the environment, what I do to solve it 
is I just take my wife's car because oh, problem solved. It's her, then, no, that's like, then it's her. It's on her. That's like that's like my neighbor who was bragging about this new refrigerator he got that's so energy efficient compared to his old refrigerator. Yeah. But his old refrigerator is out in the garage holding yeah. beer. So, <laughs> saving the planet, buddy. You know? You should just call him Captain Planet. <laughs> like, oh, that thing? Oh, so so bad for the environment. It was a, I'm just gonna keep beer in my garage. I keep it. I keep it in my uh, my garage right. next to my 300 horsepower hot rod. Right. Point missed. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, Tim, you you made you made you made your own uh, roof rack for your truck. Right. All yeah. right. Um. What do you guys think about? Because I find the one I put on my soul is just a little. I got. I don't know what the heck. It's four. It's two bars that go across the top of the roof, but I use that all the time. It's very handy. What do you, do you have? I, I was uh, when Br was at my my shop today with his rig. He had this awesome rack that he had made, like a headache rack, and uh, I was like, kind of like looking at mine and looking at his, and I was like, I need to get that <laughs> rack for my truck because uh, I I do use it. It does come in handy, and then usually in the winter I put a cap on because otherwise the bed is basically useless right. for four months. Um, and I picked up a cap for, you know, used one for a hundred bucks. It kind of fits, you know, and, uh, and then on the top of that rack, there was, um, there were the two, I guess you would, uh, I, you, they went two bars that went across the, right. short, the short way mm-hmm. were already on there, like a, like a, a rack. And I welded to that. I welded two bars the long way as well to like side to side, you know? So, uh, so I kind of beefed up that rack a little bit so I can throw stuff up there, but that does come in handy, like throwing stuff on, on the roof. For sure, like you know, I had the story a few months ago where I, I brought all that decking home and I I loaded up that ladder rack and it didn't break. So, but uh, you know, it's uh, sometimes it's almost like too good you can like out like overweigh your vehicle. You know, it doesn't need to be need to be concerned with is planning. Like I, I picked up a couple uh, at one point in time. I had this little VW station wagon, and you know, I, I try not to drive my truck too far if I don't have to. Like. Oh, and that's something else. That was actually what I wanted to bring up with this with schlepping is like if you need to you need to factor that in. Like if you're if you need to deliver something, you know, like you don't have to just factor in the oh well, you know, it's it's gas. It's like your time, like all those things. Like if I need to bring a piece that won't fit in my my minivan that gets twenty miles to the gallon, if I build you know I'm building a piece and it won't fit in that, and I have to take my truck which gets ten miles to the gallon. I need to charge more to deliver. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's a good. And point. then there's uh, two hours away, so that's a big part of that sh- that schlepping it too. Is uh is you know like oh yeah well they're they're an hour away I'll just deliver it. Well that's Two hours round trip driving. There's all the expenses of doing that. There's the wear and tear in your vehicle, and there's the hour you spend getting in the house, and the half hour you spend BSing with the customer, and then the, the two stops to get coffee on the you know well, on the it, way. And um, next thing you know, that consider that's also day. That's uh, it might be cheaper with even if you have a truck, it might be cheaper to rent a vehicle like a a, a tr- pickup truck from U-Haul or someplace to or a van, a bigger van, cargo van. Yeah. I know when I. I had the Bronco, yep. like I was saying, when I first started building Casey's Salon. The reason I bought a truck was because it was getting to a point where what I was building wouldn't even fit in the Bronco, you know, because it, it basically had the cap on the mm-hmm. back and it's very short. Well, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's kind of what I did. But you ha- you're right. You have to consider yeah. that. If you're – I have I have in the past, I have done a commission job, built something I was so proud of, a, a giant dresser or armoire, and did not have a way – and didn't even think about that. And I don't have a way to get it from my garage to their house. So you end up eating the cost of having to borrow somebody's vehicle, renting a vehicle. So that is something definitely to keep mm. in mind. Can you 
Are you delivering it to a, a single mom with no one to help you get it out of right. your car when you get there? Do you need to bring someone with you? Do you need to pay them to come with you? Do you have a friend that's going to just give up a day to sit in the passenger seat of your car and go to Boston and back with you? You know, like that's those are all things you have to, to weigh. No, I'm not friends with Dave Gunn. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or in my case, are you delivering it to San yeah. Francisco and you're going to be parked on a one-way street at a 45-degree incline going up five flights of stairs because the elevator was broke? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No, I won't. Be. Yep. No. I had. Geez, I remember this one no. piece I was delivering. No. That uh, it was it was taller than like on its side. It was like an arm. Not I don't. What the heck was it? It was like a, a hutch. Of course. Nope. It was it was an entertainment center like for a TV. But it was uh, oh, yeah. it was like seven feet long and like the door was like six and a half feet high on the elevator. <laughs> it's like just getting it like tilting it back enough oh to to wheel it in on the hand truck on a side. It's like like little things like that. Like. That's one of those things you learn too. Like if you have a customer, like, oh, can you make this? Like, yeah, I can make it. You're like, oh, you're two towns over. I can deliver. And then you get there, and it's a 27 story building. You oh know, and, it, and the ele- there's okay. no service here's, elevator. Like these are things. Here's you need to here's ask. a fun little side <laughs> you know? story, real quick though. I've I helped somebody move one time, but the elevator was so small that it was not efficient to be able to be in the elevator with the stuff. So you put the stuff in the elevator, you push the button, you run up the stairs to catch the out, yeah, to catch the, the elevator when it opens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've done it, I've done it. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Uh, and then, yeah, and it helps me have two yeah. people. You just have a person on either side, so there's always someone to just grab the. That yeah. is hilarious. You must be out of we, breath. We, like, just picture this: being out of breath is at the top of the- as the door uh, closes and it goes back down. <laughs> well, and plus, I've had a couple of instances where somebody will want they'll call the elevator. So not only do you get there, it's gone. But now somebody's coming down the stairs who's pissed yeah. off because they can't get in the elevator because all your stuff is in there. Yeah, yeah. amazing. I know I should be shot. Just kick me. I'll lie down here. Go ahead, kick me yeah, in the face. I'm a horrible right. person. Yep. Because <laughs> that's, that's exactly <laughs> all that right now. I'm just ready for that. Well, this is my we life. Used to, we used to do that with uh, going in and out of gigs with our band and stuff. We'd play some like New York City high rise building, and it'd be like 27 stories up. We'd be shoving all our band gear in there, and holding the elevator. Alarms would be going off because we'd have the door jam with yes. like a guitar case. <laughs> right, so, like, 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 yes. like we always do. Let's, let's bring this around to specifically about reclaimed. What are a couple of things you guys can think of to? Keep in mind, as a reclaimer, what you might have to schlep. You know, me off the top of my head, again, something's dirty, nasty on the side of the road. You really want to get it. Think about that ahead of time. How are you going to get it from the side of the road to your garage? Uh, we've talked about. Yeah. All right. Tim, you put your hand up first. Go ahead. I want I want to just jump back real quick before we do our, like, reclaim wrap-up thing that, that we're pretty good at because of Bill. We're reclaim wrap-up. Yes. <laughs> bring it on home, baby. Bring it on home. Um, just talking about shipping, like we've talked about shipping big things, and we're talking about schlepping big things and crating them. I, you know, I did a video a while back because so many people asked me about that type of stuff, about how I crate it and and some of the different services I can use for shipping. But if you're like, say, you're more like on a you know like an Etsy store, or you're making stuff like like Phil's whiskey boxes. There's a look at your the the U.S. Postal Service uh, numbers, and I, there's a girth size that I <laughs> like a certain length. That's the word. And, uh, <laughs> just go ahead and choke all you want. I check my girth all the time, Tim. Yeah, you, you have to check the girth yeah. of the box, yeah. and that's the it's like the the length and width times something plus the length the height or whatever. But time the number is a hundred. The number is a hundred and eight inches, I believe. It's been a while since I looked at it. Oh, before um, it's oversized, you mean? 
Right before it becomes oversized, right. and then when it's when it gets beyond 108 inches, that's when it starts getting expensive, and and you start ending up like going to some other service. But you want to ship with the postal service because it's always always the cheapest if you can. So I used to actually design stuff in my Etsy store based on the size of the box. I would go onto this postal calculator set post postcal.gov, I believe, and I would actually type in different box sizes. And figure out what, and I had them all written down somewhere. It's been a while since I've done that kind of stuff. I don't remember the numbers. And I would make stuff to fit in those boxes. And that was what I'd sell in my Etsy store. So I could, so I could put in a guaranteed shipping price and not get burned. I was going to say real quick, the opposite of what you're talking about, giant stuff. Don't forget about, I don't know, Phil, if they have it in Canada, but the priority packaging. Um, mm. Especially box challenge. Yeah, well, I'm just saying because you if you do a lot of small flat. things and you're shipping it, check out that price because a lot of times you can ship that small box for seven bucks, no matter what you put inside, as long as it fits in the box, it doesn't matter how much it weighs or anything. Cause I know a few times I've mailed something to somebody wrapped it myself. And because it was so heavy, it ended up costing an arm and a leg where it would have fit in one of those mm-hmm. prepaid boxes. It's this, this is how much it costs to ship period. So don't forget about the smaller items as well. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Those boxes are free. You don't even have to buy them. Yeah. We don't have that. That's, that's a pretty sweet gig. Well, it's, it's in your it's case, it would be what fits on the back of the rump of the reindeer, right? The rump of the reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds accurate. You know I don't live in the North Pole, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I don't live with the other elves. I'm not sure if that was a Canadian joke or a short joke. Either way. Wrap it all up out. into you one. Let's say yeah. You can you can choose how you want to be offended. We're open with that. <laughs> it's like the dim sum of jerks over here. Uh, um, so reclaim roundup. Reclaim roundup. Here's what I do. So uh, I don't want to put a whole pallet into my car because it'll scrape and it'll bump and it'll do other things. So what I've taken to doing is disassembling them on site and then just loading up just the slats into my car. You get way more into the car that way anyway. Because most of a pallet is empty air. Uh, so that's my thing. Well, and I bring all the tools that I need to Izzy, do that. Izzy Swan is, is before, <laughs> when he was uh, playing around inventing his pallet taker aparter thing, I remember one time he got like this 30-foot pallet and he had that little piece of crap blue car. I don't know if you guys remember that in his videos. He never had a truck. He had this little blue like Ford Escort or something, like an old one, just and he fit like an entire. What was the vent? Yeah, he fit the entire this entire pallet by taking it apart, just like you said, into the back trunk of this little car with the seat folded down, so it would slide towards the front. And it was it was just almost like the clown car, where you know you're amazed at how many things come in and out of this little vehicle. So yeah, great idea, absolutely great idea. Mm. On, right. I mean, it's what you end up having to do. You have to disassemble on site and then load. It's the same thing with the table saw or anything big. I did the same thing with my jointer, with my table saw, with. I don't know. Uh, drill press. Actually, I didn't have to do anything there. So may- maybe keep some. Uh, when you're driving around, you have a small car. Keep some tools. You, might, you know, because if, oh, how yeah, many times? Tool, yeah, have you have you drove yeah, driven by something? Go, oh, man! I wish I had my truck, or it's gone when you come back later. But if if you can take it apart or disassemble it, it will fit. You can get it right then and there. Good tip. Mm. I keep a crosscut saw in the car, like one of the let's say the 14 inch. You know those. Yeah. Stanley carbide ones that are like fifteen yeah. bucks. They'll cut yeah, through. Yeah, the toolbox saw. Yeah, yeah. It's a great saw. Yep. Cuts anything. Yep. Except aluminum and steel, and anything that's not wood. But other than that, it's yeah. Else. And if you get bored, you can play it. You bend it a little bit. Bow. Yeah. You know the bow saw. 
I um, go ahead. Sorry. Yep. 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 The uh, I remember before I had my truck, I made a uh, an entire. It was a king size bed, like the uh, raised platform with drawers in it, Ooh. and it had a headboard made of two doors and, and a column that was split in half, like a house deck column that was split in half. Yeah. Um, and I de- I built this and I delivered it uh, a couple hours away in a Volvo station wagon uh, because I built it to be modular so it would fit into a Volvo station wagon. And I say I say this all the time about how limitations yep. fuel creativity. Like sometimes the limitations of your ability to to deliver something are going to give you creative solutions. And uh, and it, you know you can fit anything into what you have if you figure out how to build it to fit there. Like you're saying, or how you, to disassemble it to fit there. Don't look at it as a as a, uh, a, a like something that's crippling. Look at it as something that's going to lift up your your problems. Yeah, I got to say, everything I built for the salon, I was going to mention that too, is modular. Everything in there is had the yeah. I assembled it when I got it there. I mean, a lot of it was built, glued together parts of it, but basically there was assembly required. Um, and then one last thing I, I'm thinking of is. Always remember when you're working with reclaimed materials that a lot of times your material is going to suck. It's not going to be quite what you need. So if you got to go to the hardware store, like you were saying, Phil, you're going to run out of hinges. Stock up a little bit on some of the basics, some of the consumables, maybe you might say. Um, as, as reclaimers, you're going to be putting something together and that one, that last pallet board you were going to use is going to be rotted. Now what do you do? You know, maybe have a few pine boards that you get at the big box store or, or have spare pallet boards always on hand or so i don't know something but stock up on material when you're working with reclaim because it's not dependable or you might end up using twice as many nails or screws as you would have used on a good wood you know what i mean so yeah i think yeah i always say that if you need 100 feet get 150 you know with reclaimed i mean 100 you get 110 (laughs) with regular 120 maybe but get 150 with reclaim because it's going to be you're going to lose it. Right. Well then, boys. Well then. Okay. Awesome. What uh, What are we watching? Bill, what are you watching? Uh, so I wanted to give a shout out to, and I might have even done this already, but I don't care. Uh, his name is Del Puckett. There'll be a link. Um, that He makes cigar box guitars. He's a musician, can play anything type guy, but now that's where he's at. He makes them, he sells them. But he does a lot of YouTube videos on how to play certain songs, how to build them, how to, there's just a lot of information and he's amazing. I love the guy, uh, Del Puckett, uh, cigar box guitar.com. I think is his website. If you're interested in just buying what one of what he makes, but check out his videos. If you're interested in cigar box guitar at all, whether it's learning how to play a certain song techniques to play or how to build part of it, that's a great resource. Del Puckett. So that's, that's where I got the spring idea for the resonatorating of your guitar here, pal. Mr. Well, Mr. You, Del, Del Puckett. Yeah, thank you, Del Puckett, for that. And it's just a cool name, Del Puckett. That's kind of a cool that name. That is a very cigar box guitar. Right? Name Sounds like there. an old timey like like Western singer's name. Yeah. I was thinking Del Puckett in the spring tones. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's that's pretty clever. Because I said Springs and I got that idea from him. But wasn't uh, Del Shannon was actually not country. That was uh, like rock and roll, right? Del Shannon, I think. In the Runaways, maybe? The run. No, that was the song. He wrote the song The Runaway. It was a girl who runs away. I don't think it was the name of the band, was it? Maybe not. 
Del Shannon, though. But that was a rock star. Del Shannon, Runaway, yeah. And then I'm like, thinking Bon like Jovi with Runaway, and that's in my head. Little Runaway. Little, yeah, no, that wasn't. Different song. That wasn't Del Shannon. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Tim, what are you watching? Yeah. Um, I wanted to mention uh, my friend over at Clatterpult Workshop who posted a video just the other day of uh, he made a coffee table out of a, a it's, it's basically like a piece of art that his buddy makes. He makes these things out of plywood where he sort of relief carves them. Uh, and then he, it's hard to explain, but he just made this really beautiful mid-century modern table out of, out of this piece of art. He did the epoxy thing over it to make it smooth. And, and he used some reclaimed wood from a, um, a bench from like a, uh, a gymnasium or like a locker room, you know, like the bench. Mm-hmm. Like the, and he, and he sort of talks about how the guy that made the art is his buddy and they're on a basketball team together and like the bench and talking about like, it was just really nice little story about sitting on the bench and, and what that means. Like when you're on the bench and, and you're part of a team and, and, uh, and it means you're not very good. Or you're well, injured. No, I mean, it means you need... But his point was uh, about when you're on the bench that you're still on the team. You're, you should still be engaged and part of the I'm going to have to watch this. Action. So far, I disagree. You shouldn't, be, you, you shouldn't be just like on your phone. Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I, 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 <laughs> but, I agree. If you're, yeah. if you're on the team and you're playing, I mean, if you're not playing, like the game's going on, whatever game that is, you shouldn't be sitting on the bench unless you're injured. You should be standing on the sidelines. You should be cheering. You should be being motivational for your teammates. You're right. Not sitting on the bench on your cell phone. That's I've seen that recently, and it irritated the heck out of me. I'm sorry. What did you say? I was on my phone. Yeah, right? okay. But anyways. Um, so <laughs> Go Bills. too easy. Woo! Um, yeah. <laughs> Wait, yay. Yay. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, was, but the, the, the piece is beautiful, and, uh, and the video was great, so. <laughs> Oh, I love us. I just, I think we, we are good. All right. Well, that's great, man. I appreciate it. Do you? Oh, glad someone. Wrap it up, Phil. What, uh, what's our, what's our, um, podcast? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. What are you watching? I'm watching Wes Hamstra, which is, uh, he, he, he's also a smaller YouTuber like myself, but, uh, he's, he's done a whole bunch of like woodworking stuff. Most recently he did. Mid-century modern inspired coffee table that he did from, uh, well, out of ash and walnut. It's actually really, I think it's his own design. It's really, really cool. And uh, he's done a whole bunch of stuff like that. Just a dude in his garage, which I love watching. Like, I, you know, that's Would you say he's 5'7", 5'6"? No, no, no. He's not that tall. Um, I have no you idea. You said he was a I smaller know. YouTuber. I didn't like check you. out his girth. I didn't check his girth. <laughs> you should have. It's important. I'm a bad influence on you guys because we should not have gone there. Yeah, yeah. You're a bad influence, that's for sure. Um, uh, yeah, we'll, let's see we'll blame here. You. Yeah, that. I mean, obviously that's entirely my fault, so blaming you is probably not valid. Our blaming cha- your girth on me is not valid, absolutely. There's nothing to blame, my friend. There's <laughs> there's only there's only lauding and celebration to be done. Anyways, our channels on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out IronAndSoul.com, WilliamLutz.com. Thank you to Justin Sparks, TimSway.net. Thank you to Jason Payne. Con- and by the way, you can now email counsel at TimSway.net. <laughs> it's official. It works. <laughs> And it'll it'll forward to me. 
You're ruining it. You're ruining it. You can't say that it's going to forward to you. I mean, it'll go. It'll forward to my legal department. Correct. Too late. <laughs> take take notes, boys. This hey, is wait, how wait. you're intimidating. Cut. <laughs> Cut. Yeah. Uh, take two. Oh, by the way, you can now email counsel at timsway.net for any legal uh, queries that you have to discuss with me and my enterprise. <laughs> you freaking nailed it, buddy. You just yeah, you, that was that was much you better. You nailed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. still gonna go hey, ahead. You. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna have solicit you been in a car accident. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> solicit my banister. I'm still on on board with that. <laughs> okay, you do that. He was being. I'm sorry. He'll continue. Yeah. Contact us for show topics, uh, suggestions, feedback, uh, topics, all that good stuff. Hit us up on email, info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com, or hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio. Uh, I just want to, real quick, before we end, I'd like to get some feedback from everybody. Chad Grossclaws asked us a question, which is pretty good. There's been times we've thought about talking a little bit about uh, our YouTube channels, and we want to make sure that we're we're not um, boring people to death, as opposed to our regular, normal not boring people to death. Um, <laughs> but but seriously, it's like, you know, um, what would you guys out there think? I mean, if we, not necessarily an entire topic about our YouTube channels, but, you know, bringing up YouTube channels in general. There's a lot of you that don't do YouTube. Would that, would you just be bored and turned off by that? Or maybe you can think that our uh, chemistry together and our, how interesting we can be would make up for that. I don't know how to answer that, but it would be interesting to get some feedback. And that was Chad's uh, idea. It's like, I, I think he was saying, Hey, I, I'm a YouTuber, but I, I would do it. Actually, he's not a YouTuber kind of, is he a YouTuber? He is a YouTuber. Never mind. I don't, so scratch all of that. Go ahead. Beep. When you start talking, are you necessarily, <laughs> you, you start sentences that you don't know how you're going to end, right? That's where that goes. Yeah, it's it's you gotta you gotta roll the dice, man. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. That's something. No, seriously, feedback. What would you guys think about us if we talked about YouTube? Would that offend anybody or or turn anybody off? Also, guitars <laughs> and salads and salads. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, just yeah, seriously, we do appreciate your feedback, and whether you it's in the the uh, versions of an iTunes review, that would be a great way to to do that. And also, just, you, know, you can email us at you know at info at reclaimedaudiopodcast dot com, as well as uh, tweeting us at reclaimed audio. That's right. Uh, these are ways that you can let us know how you know what what you like or dislike about our show, and how we can make a better product for you. Well said. Or you could email my lawyer at counsel at timsway.net. <laughs> Yes. He's a licensed barrister. Bannister. Bannister. Oh, sorry. Bannister. No. No. No? He's, no. he's not. He's a, he's a barrister. He's a barrister, right. No. The banister is the legs of my coffee table. Bannister is actually what holds you up, right? It's what keeps you from getting in trouble. And All right. We're going to go off on a whole horrible thing. Banter. <laughs> Patreon.com slash reclaimed audio. The best way to keep this ridiculous, ridiculous show on the air. You have nothing else there's after that, this, right? Like, of, <laughs> there's always this, there's this moment of promise in every episode, and then it just and then Vance says that it's everybody's favorite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that glimmer, yeah. The, oh, maybe it's true. No. Nah. <laughs> no. 
Oh, and um, just uh, don't forget, there might be some exciting new stuff coming uh, up ahead. Stay tuned. Thank God you gave people that warning. Mm. <laughs> well, stay tuned, guys. Uh, and on that note, have a great week, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs> be good. <laughs>